Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever virtual edition of Dudes Who Like Movies. Um, we are doing this because the pandemic is getting worse, and we still wanted to do an episode of the podcast. For those of you who are listening on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, whatever you listen to a podcast on, you can't see our faces, but uh, we are going to post this on our Facebook page. This is the first time you're seeing our lovely faces while we're uh, uh, doing a podcast. So, uh, I am Dan, and with me as always at as always, excuse me, is... Not necessarily with him, but I'm in spirit. Right. It's up. <laughs> right. Anyway. We're about 30 miles apart right now, so... As you can see, I got my uh, Big Lebowski and Pulp Fiction posters, and Alec, you should show them your uh, entire... <laughs> and, okay, right above me is my... It's hanging, but it's the uh, Don't Breathe poster. It kind of fell the tape die, but I like the aesthetic. And then uh, I got Spotlight, I got Black Mass, The Revenant, 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, The Nice Guys, Hail Caesar. Yeah, the tape just died today on that one. The Big Short, Pride Prejudice Zombies. Took me a second. It took me. Man. I got those three up there. I got Heisenberg right over there. Well, not really Heisenberg, but the Infiltrator. Mm-hmm. And I have War Dogs, Popstar, and Zootopia. And the behind me is a bunch of movies. When you said the tape died on it earlier, I thought you meant a VHS tape. So it took me oh, a second. No, no, the tape, I don't know. I think after a couple of years, it's been hanging for three, almost four years now. That's better than uh, when I was in college. I had a bunch of posters in my in my apartment and they lasted maybe a couple weeks before the tape gave out i used painter's tape maybe i should have used stronger tape but oh well i remember i was there because i rented i wasn't able to uh use as much as i'd like a better tape anyway um so happy holidays y'all merry christmas to those who practice and happy hanukkah to those who practice happy kwanzaa whatever else i'm missing um wanted to do a special episode today and mention what we're gonna do our list of top 10 Christmas movies. This is not the definitive top 10 Christmas movies of all time. It's open for interpretation. But that being said, um, this is our personal list, according to Alec and Dan. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns or want to tell us how wrong we are, please feel free. You can uh, comment on this video or you can uh, email us, dudes who like movies at, I think it's Gmail. Um, but yeah, so just to let you know, we're not counting specials in this. So we're not counting, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, you know, the stuff that's played every year. Um, like, the Peanuts Christmas one. Um, now, if it's technically... If it was released in theaters and it's a short film, I'm counting it, and I'll explain that one later. But... The one we're not counting, thank God, is that Olaf short that they played before. Oh my so God, I forgot about that. Let's... 30 minutes long, my god. I was on a date, and it was the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah, let me just tell y'all right now, we're not counting Frozen, um, because it's not a Christmas movie. Too many women. Alright, buddy. (laughs) Also, as you can see, I'm doing my Cindy Lou Who cosplay right now, so my hair's all... uh, I was looking through wedding pictures, and my hair was so short, and it's been like, what, two months, and now I'm like... Anywho. So, uh, let's see here. Yeah, um, Christmas movies, I think a lot of people would say these are classics. Um, We'll go over honorable mentions here in a little bit. Uh, But number 10, Alec, you can talk about this one. Uh, Number 10, we have Die Hard. We're counting it as a Christmas movie. Die Hard, yippee-ki-yay, my 
Now, some people would dispute it's not a Christmas movie. I don't really care either way. As you can see, I have the VHS collection. This movie, this movie is a Christmas movie. If you did not see Hans Gruber falling to his death, it is not on Christmas. (laughs) All right. He is the best German terrorist and probably the only German terrorist you'll ever see in a movie. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, he's, uh, what's the word? Trying to save his family on Christmas. And he's trying to make sure they have a good, happy Christmas that isn't full of death via Germans. <laughs> right? That, that it, is, it is like, it is the greatest injustice Germany has ever committed, Dan. What, ruining Christmas? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yes. Anywho. Um, oh, well, it happens. I mean, isn't there, like, and it, doesn't it take place in L.A. or something? I know the second one, it takes place at... Pretty sure it was New York. I'm, I thought it was L.A., but I don't know. Anyway, um, I know the second one, I think, also takes place on Christmas. Because I know there's, I think there's snow in that movie. But it's supposed That's to... T- not, I, I thought that was the first one. That's why I'm, like, I'm remembering. Unless, like, I'm remembering wrong and I'm remembering, like, the third one. But I I distinctly remember it being cold as hell because there were the cops that were in the coats. Because remember, you yeah. had, um, you had, uh... What's his name from Family Matters there? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the only reason I noticed that was the Key and Peele skit. I was a die-hard motherfucker! <laughs> that skit is great. <laughs> um, okay, so... Anything else you want to say about Die Hard? Uh, other than it's a great movie. Um, it'd be Kaye, and honestly, it's a, it's a wholesome family movie. There is a lot of action. The violence is is great and honestly the the plot it was okay it wasn't the best but i mean it was still a christmas movie sure well um and number nine we have uh krampus and that again was your suggestion so go ahead and talk about it yeah. okay the reason i put krampus because i remember when that came out in theaters because i was we were working there in 2015 and i just I remember that. like krampus what the hell and when i watched it i was like damn this is like, it's Christmas, but it's like the, st- the side that you don't really hear about. Because normally you're like, oh, Jolly St. Nick coming down your chimney, leaving your presents. But in this one, it takes the tale of Krampus, who's not really talked about as much, and it brings him to the forefront. And I think it's actually a pretty good, um, what I want to say, pretty good, uh, not anti-Christmas message, but like a... Uh, wholesome message of like you know keep everyone close mm-hmm. kind of thing um because you actually get to see his face and it's actually terrifying i was gonna I say mean, isn't it kind of like a horror comedy because i know like it's isn't... supposed to be a horror comedy especially when krampus releases his like weird toys like he has ones like a fucking jack in the box that has like a mm-hmm. giant set of teeth that swallows one of the kids whole and uh yeah kid you not it don't hinges like <laughs> it like it's the jaw opens up like that like the uh predators mm-hmm. but then it just like neck un- unleashes and then it eats a kid fun but yeah honestly it's a great movie and um you know the grandma she gives the kid the ornament uh saying like don't turn your back on christmas because i did and look happened to my family blah 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 blah. and then the ending i want you should i spoil it 
I mean, I'm not going to... I haven't seen it in five years, so go ahead. Well, the ending... So, the kid gets the ornament, and then, the, then he starts to, like, you know, he looks at it, and then, like, some sort of, like, stark revelation comes about, and then he, like, looks, like, at the camera, and he's, like, freaking out, because he's like, oh, shit, I think something's wrong, and then it cuts out. He's been put into a snow globe with, like, thousands of other people. There's all these snow globes around, and they've all been trapped forever. Fun. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, I should also point out, since we usually don't, you know, video ourselves doing the podcast, you're seeing us do, like, I'm messing with my hair and scratching my face, all that good stuff, and looking at my phone, and this is pretty normal. I'm also holding my phone. This is pretty normal for us, but anyway, um, yeah, so then, let's see what we had, number seven. Okay, so this one is pretty recent, I think it came out the same year as Krampus. I saw it. I expected to like it. I ended up loving it. Not for the reasons you would think, but The Night Before, starring Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I believe. Yes. Yeah, it, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alec, for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm laughing because Alec is showing us his, uh... uh Star of David sweater that he got at FYE the year it came out, and I believe you wore it to the theater, right? I did, and the only reason why I got that... I can't remember... We had somebody with us, I thought, when we went shopping for it. Um, I don't know if I was there because I saw that movie for the first time with my buddy Isaac, and then I saw... I I swear I was with you and we were with somebody else because I wanted to get the one with the black Santa Claus, and then I was told, hey, don't do that. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I trust you. Then I got this one, and I loved it, mostly because everyone... Like said, you know what? I can see you being Jewish. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And then, um, no, it's got a good heart. It's all about being, you know, your f- family can be anyone as long as you're with your family at Christmas. You know, because um, if, if, if those who haven't seen it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's family in the movie was killed when he was a like a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And so basically, and his family is Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and yet. You know, Seth Rogen is freaking out because his wife's pregnant. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know if he wants to be a dad or whatever. And Anthony Mackie is like a football star. I don't know what football yeah. star who's doing roids. Yeah, and um, you know they they start to like have fun and get like to sneak into Anthony Mackie's house and they start playing the N sixty four. Yep, like Golden Eye. But I mean, like, and it's like you're not in your traditional Christmas movie where it's like, oh, we need to find the magic of Christmas. No, it's isn't it like they're just hanging out trying to have a good night together and. Yeah. They're trying to get Seth Rogen to like, because his wife gave him a bunch of drugs, and he was like trying to get off, like try and come down off of it the whole time. My favorite part of that movie is when they go into the church, and he's like, "Wait, I'm a Jew. That I can't be here." And then he sees the baby, and he hallucinates the baby like screaming at him and saying "fuck you" to him, and yeah. Oh but no, it's got a good heart. Mine was the one where he was doing coke, and he had a nosebleed, and then it got into um, what's her name's drink. Uh, she plays. Uh, What's her name on The Office? She plays Ke- the crazy Indian girl, Kelly. Oh, yeah. I fr- Mindy Kaling? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the blood gets into her drink and she freaks out. <laughs> what was the... um? James Franco's in that movie, right? Yeah. I, I be- is he? I don't know. I think he is, I, but... I don't remember. They, oh, you know what else was good? Hmm. When they find the keyboard thing on the ground, they start playing oh, the yeah. Kanye. Yeah. That was Kanye on the piano. <laughs> and then, I'm trying to think. So, 
Night Before at number eight, I believe. Number seven. So now we're getting to like classic Christmas, you know, kids stuff. Um, I actually just watched this one today, Polar Express. Ah, uh, yes, the animated adventure. It hold. I mean, the animation doesn't really hold up well, but the story holds up because it's like. I will say though the the memes about the one kid, the you know what I'm talking about the yeah. really one with the glasses. Yeah. I saw that screen. I saw that point in the movie. I'm like, that's yeah, a meme. Anyway, um, but yeah, but still, it's a, it's a wholesome movie. Yeah, I mean, it's all about you know believing in magic or something. I don't know, <laughs> believing in Christmas or it, it's, it, it's it's something along those lines. It's a, where it's like it's a fun ride. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's a fun experience, and the story is really plain and simple. It's going to the North Pole. Bless you. My cat just sneezed. Um, it's going to the North Pole to see Santa for Christmas, and there are these kids who don't believe in Santa or something, and I don't know if that's what the book was about, believing in Santa, or if it was literally just... I you guess know, I don't remember reading the book. And if I did, I forgot completely what it's all about, like, in terms of how it plays out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's more of an experience than, than a plot-driven movie. The visuals. Yeah, I, think, I think the visuals are supposed to be like with Tom Hanks, and then they drifted the train on the, on the uh, yeah on the lake. Of that 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 was. Uh, and then you got that Josh Groban uh, song, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. See, the thing for me is because we also talked about the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. I do not really care for movies that are fully animated with motion capture like that because I feel like the animation is just too. It's not fluid enough, you know what I mean? Because, like, in animation like that, you get natural movements of humans, and you can't do that if it's an animated movie, because an animated movie, it's exaggerated, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. like, you couldn't do, like, Inside Out or, um, like, Toy Story with, with um, or even, like, Shrek or something with motion capture, you know what I mean? No, you couldn't. Yeah. I, I don't like motion capture for animation. Doesn't mean there aren't some good motion capture movies out there. Like, like um, Andy Serkis. He's pretty oh yeah, I mean, so that makes more sense for like they do motion the capture. Well, no, they they do motion capture for like the Hulk and like Thanos and all that. That that makes more sense because that's like you know live action, but straight up animation and you know. But anyway. Um, so then, yeah, Polar Express, it's fun. I actually remember watching it. I, I think I haven't seen it in, like, close to 10 years because we were watching it today, my wife and I. And um, I remember, I honestly forgot about the scene where, like, um, the the hillbillies lose the pin or something. And, and yeah, part of the piston. Yeah, I forgot about that whole part. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, like you said, I think it was more of, just a visual trying to keep the kids entertained kind of thing and just yeah. provide a message of like oh it, it's christmas being the magic kind of a christmas and all that believe in santa and then um yeah i mean like i said it, we, it wouldn't be on the list if we, if we didn't like it you know so yeah exactly uh so number six earlier i mentioned that if it was a short film not like a special like a tv special if it was a short film i would count it so that's why i'm putting this here um Mickey's A Christmas Carol. You know what I'm talking about? I have. I've heard of it. I've never watched it. You never watched it with with Scrooge McDuck playing Scrooge, literally Scrooge McDuck. I don't think 
better watch it. It's on Disney Plus. You should watch it. Um, it's basically a Christmas Carol, but you know with Disney characters, and it's not just like it's kind of like the MCU for Disney before the MCU because you had like Mickey in there, and then you had like um, I'm trying to think who else, like Jiminy Cricket's in there. Um, I think there's like two gophers that were in, I want to say it was Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Like it's just a, you know, kind of a mesh of all these Disney characters together acting out a Christmas carol. I gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the message is still good. I mean, I think Scrooge does a good job. Like Scrooge McDuck is a good Scrooge, obviously, but you know, they're pretty, what's the word? Faithful to the adaptation. I think some of the. I think that was the last time the guy who originally voiced Donald Duck voiced him. I think. But. I mean, in terms of like all the Christmas Carol movies, it's my favorite, the one I'll watch over and over again. I think probably because I've watched it as a kid and I liked it a lot more then. Um, and it still holds up. Like it's, you know, it handles the message pretty well. Um, it's definitely better than Jim Carrey version one because the Jim Carrey one, I think Scrooge just looks fucking scary and like, yeah, the, the Jim Carrey animated one was uh, not my favorite. No. Um, and I'm trying to think, I know people love Muppets Christmas Carol. Don't hate me. I've never actually seen it, so it might be good. I think, isn't Patrick Stewart Scrooge in that one? I'm pretty sure he was, but I, I remember him mentioning it. I just, I have not seen it. And then, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but I didn't, yeah, Mickey's Christmas Carol I like, um, it, it just holds up the story well, you know, don't be agreed, especially at Christmas, don't be greedy. Unless you really have to. Hmm? Unless you really hate, have to, and then you hate your friends. Right? There are dying children out there, who cares if you have money? That's the point of that, exactly. that's the point of that whole thing. I'm not even being ironic. Anyway, um, so that's 10 through 6. So this is where we get into, like, real classic. Like, I think everyone has seen these, and they're all great. Um, some of them have a little bit of flaws here and there, but overall they're, like, at least 7 out of 10 movies here. Um, number 5, and I guess we can talk about the whole series too, but, like, number 5, we're putting The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, yeah, remember, kids, yeah. remember, kids, if you act out, they'll make you do a Christmas movie with Tim Allen. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's funny because he did like at least four or five of them. I don't know if they were all for Disney, but I um, think the first three whew, were Disney, but I think the last one wasn't. I don't remember. Well, there was only all no, all the Santa Claus movies were for Disney, but I'm talking about like Christmas for the Cranks. That wasn't Disney, I don't think. But anyway, um, what am I saying? So the Santa Claus one, it's about Tim Allen. He's like a single dad, and he's got his son for Christmas Eve, I think. And in the middle yeah, of the night, he hears Santa say what? He's like all caught up in work, and he doesn't really know his son. Kind of, yeah. He's trying to like take him out to like a, ch- a restaurant at la- oh, it was a Denny's. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was so much like I don't think it was so much like he was so caught up in work that he didn't have time for his son. It's just you know he was a divorced dad. And he kind of just didn't know how to be a dad. It's just like he wasn't there as much as he should have been. I don't know. But And then there was one day where they were at his house on Christmas Eve and they heard somebody on the roof. And, and he then, goes outside and he yells at him. The guy falls. Turns out 
it was Santa, and then he puts the suit on, yeah. and then, oh, hey, you're Santa now. And then the whole rest of the movie is him, you know, coming to terms with the fact that he's Santa now, and how his kid, that, like, brings him and his kid closer together. Um, and then, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's a feel-good movie, but it's, like, it's a good... It's wholesome. It's a good family movie, if that makes sense. It's not, like, a feel-good movie, but it's a good family movie. You know, it's family friendly. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's more of like Tim Allen gives a good performance. Kind of the gags are funny. Uh, the North Pole is pretty cool. The, the head elf. I forget his name, but he was Bernard. What? Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. He <laughs> was awesome. And then actually, I looked up that actor. He was, um, you remember Harold and Kumar? Yes. He was the, he was one of the friends, um, one of the Jewish friends who turned to like Christianity at the end of the third one. We need we didn't think about Harold and Kumar Christmas. We need to talk about later. Later, but anyway. Huh. I, damn, I haven't seen Harold and Kumar in fucking forever. Anyway, um, damn. and then I mean Santa Claus Two I think has a better story. It's him needing to find love, or I mean, they both have good stories. I just I think Santa Claus Two is better in the fact that it's not like him having to fight that he's Santa, it's more like there's an actual, like, goal, which is he needs to get married or something. And I think mm. the romance between him and the woman, I mean, it's Disney. It's not, like, real romance, but, I mean, it's... It's, gen- like, it's got a heart, if that makes sense. It's not, like, the best romance in the history of, you know, romance is Disney, but, I mean, it's got... It tries, you know? It's it's earnest. Right. So, um... Because, like, you know, he goes to that Christmas party and... He's using his Santa magic to everyone, those old toys, and then he, you know, yeah. And then Santa Claus 3, I haven't watched it since it came out, because I think it's dog crap, but... I I vaguely remember the plot, but I, I mean, there was something where someone was trying to take... I think it was, was it Jack Frost in that one? Yeah, Mar- it was like Martin Short, I think. Yeah, he was trying to take over as Santa. And it was just something stupid like that, because I remember watching that in theaters... Yeah, I only for a second I almost said Martin Sheen, but no, it's it's Martin Short and he he wants to be Santa and some stupid crap like that. Anyway, um yeah, Santa Claus one, like I said, it's earnest, it's got a good it's heart. Family yeah. And I mean actually I found out it was Tim Allen's first movie that he wasn't doing like stand up for. I also found out he was also swearing at kids. Hey, you little fuckers, don't fuck this up for me. I don't know. Um, I mean, Speaking of, did you see how that Pixar is making a new Buzz Lightyear movie without Tim Allen? Yeah, they're putting Chris Evan, which, like, they're, what, did, what the hell did Tim Allen do? I don't what know. Do? I don't know. But I, I hate it. I'm gonna hate that movie if I like. I think you can't make a Buzz Lightyear movie without Tim Allen, even though it's technically a different character because it's the guy who inspired the toy. But I, ugh. not that Chris Evans is a bad actor or anything like that. It's just you can't make a Buzz Lightyear movie without Tim Allen. Yeah, exactly. Unless Tim Allen was like dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I don't know. Anyway, um. It's- so what do we have at number four? Uh, we got so we'll talk about both both of them because in my heart there's only two because the other ones are terrible terrible movies. Uh, number four we have the first Home Alone, which Home Alone, my favorite Christmas movie. I think it's Emily's too. Hold on one moment. Is Home Alone your favorite Christmas movie? Yes. 
Yeah, it is. Okay, thank you. Resume. It, it, the, the only reason why is the scene where you get to Joe Pesci and... Um, Daniel Stern, I think his name is. That's a Daniel Stern, where they try and break into the house and all the traps are set. Like, the one that makes me laugh every time are the grease stairs with the single nail. And Daniel Stern steps on the nail, and he just starts screeching. And he I was. Did he, I remember that Family Guy joke where it was like Home Alone with competent robbers? He's like, just so you know, I have a pet tarantula, and they just shoot him in the head. And he's like, oh hey, yeah, there's. Yeah, because they're like, he's like, hey, watch out for those cars, you might slip and fall. <laughs> yeah, there was some ice on the outside too. I almost broke my neck. Oh yeah, and, and that door handle is really hot. Maybe don't touch that. Yeah, and then uh, he comes up to the top of the stairs. He's like, just so you guys know, I have a pet tarantula. Then he gets capped in the head. Mm-hmm. Witnesses, yeah, it's great. God, anyway, um, now Home Alone for those who have not seen the movie. I mean, I'm sure there's some out there. Macaulay Culkin, who I found out is 40, by the way, um, he um, is the youngest, I guess he was six or something when the movie was made. Um, kid in this family, he was about 10. I'm not, I, I, I. So he, he came out in, like, 92. No, the movie... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out in 1990, the first one did. But oh, anyway. Oh, so yeah, so we were 10. Mm-hmm. We were 10 years old. Well, anyway. Um, so then... Yeah, you're right then. Okay. Uh, and then... Long story short, his family's going to Paris for vacation, and they leave him at home because, I guess, his alarm clock or something got messed up. Yeah, I f- they, they put him in the attic because the cousin that wets the bed after he drinks coke it was like, all right, Kevin, I guess you can sleep in the attic since you don't want to sleep next to your cousin, which... Well, and it wasn't it like they treat him like crap anyway, so it's like... Yeah, they treat him like garbage, and then he, they get him upstairs, or uh, he goes upstairs, and he sleeps in, and the family forgets about him, because they're like, oh, everyone's already... Like, honest to God, that was... It was so funny, they're like, are we... They're on the plane, in the air, did we forget something? No. Well, and then we we watched. I was I was working in my basement today for a while, but when I was done, I came back upstairs and Emily was watching Home Alone. And we caught the end of it, and then when like the mom comes back to the house, I was like talking to Kevin. I was like, "I'm calling Child Protective Services today, you fucking bitch. Why would you leave me here?" But my main question for that entire movie and the second, what was Kevin's dad's job to afford that big of a house in the Chicago suburbs and also be able to take a family of, what was it, 10 to Paris? No, that was, I believe I read somewhere that it was Uncle Frank that paid for it all. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so basically the kid's home alone, burglars are trying to get into his house, and he's like, uh, well, I'm going to protect my house, and that's basically the whole story is he does, like, Tom and Jerry type stuff with, uh... Yeah. Traps, rather, they are the most iconic parts of the movie, like the hot door handle. The um, oh, yeah, he like BB guns one of them in the face and he BB guns the other one, like the groin, right? It was Joe Pesci, he's putting his head through the dog door after he gets a scalp burned and he shoots Joe Pesci in the face with a BB gun. And no, that wasn't even, I don't think he shot him in the groin. I think that was the scene where um, the tarantula was on top of Joe Pesci. And he's like, Marv, Marv, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, don't move, Marv. And then he hits him right in the groin with a crowbar. <laughs> God. <laughs> he just had a stock line with the balls from a crowbar. And then Home Alone 2 came out, which was even kind of worse if you think about it. They left him at the airport. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 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 they didn't leave him. It was, it was the, 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 the,
was the dad. They were rushing. He got he got lost, and he was following a guy who looked like his dad because they had the same coat. And um, the dad was not there because they were. He was like they ran to get some batteries or something. Um, and Kevin uh, ended up mixing up people, and he got on the wrong plane, and he went to New York, and they didn't realize it until they were getting luggage. Which, how the hell, like, twice in a row, family? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, and they, they went somewhere. I think they went back to Paris. No, they went to Florida, I think. Oh, well, that's right. They went to Florida, and then they were like, whose luggage is this? It's like, Kevin, Oh, it's Kevin. Kevin isn't here. And then, yeah. But, um, I'm trying to think. So he goes to New York, and he goes to the Plaza Hotel, and, um... He gets directions from a very nice man. Yeah. And then, yeah, Tim Curry's in it, Rob Schneider's in it. Um, So, fun story, Alec and I, it's been two years now. We went to uh, New York for Christmas a couple years ago. Well, not for Christmas, but we went there to go see Trailer Park Boys do a Christmas show. And uh, that was fun. Oh, my God. You want to tell that quick little story? Let Jesus do it crack. (laughs) So... Not only did we see, not only did we see a man's nutsack on uh, a big screen, but and then he, we saw some of the worst drawings, some of the sacrilegious shit. Like they had Ricky doing drawings, and it was um, it was something with the cops, and it had Jesus, and it's and it said, "No, fuck you, that was God." Um, like, oh my God, no! But no, I'm talking about the the whole story of the day of us going to New York, which was we I went to sleep around eleven. We woke up at 3, our flight was at 6, we get to New York at like, I don't know, 8 or 9, and then one... We had to pay to leave the airport. What? Yeah, we had to pay to leave the airport. The transportation that whole fucking day sucked, because here's the thing, New York is cool to like sightsee in, but if you can't afford it, you're fucked, because the transport... Don't go there with the mindset of, you know what, I have 500 bucks, I'll be fine. Unless you want to walk around everywhere, and (laughs) yeah. It, I we spent I spent almost two hundred dollars just on transportation. Yeah, and our hotel was in it was by JFK, so we went and tried to take a nap before we went up to the show. And yeah, that was in hindsight, I would have left at taking the two p.m. flight and just you know maybe stayed a little later the next day. But you know whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but it was a fun trip. I'd go again when the pandemic's over. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyway, but Home Alone, it's uh, it's funny. It's got a it's an interesting plot. Um, I guess it's about the importance of family, and yeah, it's just it's it's good. What's the word? Not it's 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 it's, um it's it's wholesome familyness. Wholesome families. It's it's not harmful. It's not gonna make you stupid. It's not gonna. You know, it, it's just a classic '90s movie. It is very '90s. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number three, we have. <laughs> so at number four, we had Emily's favorite Christmas movie. Now at number three, we have her least favorite. She hates this movie. Hold on one second. Uh, we have The Grinch with Jim Carrey. And one moment, what? Emily. Yeah. What's your least favorite Christmas movie ever? Grinch. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey one. I just said that. Did you hear me okay, set that up? A minute. Yeah. What the fuck? But it's true. <laughs> yeah, Why? I tried putting it on today. I tried putting it on today, and uh, she begged me not to. So I don't know why. I just look. Don't 
like the makeup and blah. I thought the makeup was great. It won an Oscar, but yeah. Listen, I got that the VHS. You know how old it's mm-hmm. from the green yep. cover, the green but, case. That's old as. So the Grinch is about you know the the basic, and we're talking the OG Jim Carrey live action full makeup Grinch, not the animated one with a with a metrosexual Grinch. We're not talking about that one. But, yeah, that one was a bit uncomfortable. Not gonna lie. But no, um, basically for those who have not read the story, the Grinch hates Christmas and he's gonna go down to Whoville and take all the presents because fuck them. That's why. Um, they go. And then eventually, he he meets Cindy Lou Who. Which I'm cosplaying as. Christmas is about more than presents. It's about coming together and familyness. And then he well, it's like everyone treated him like crap. And I, yeah, I mean the makeup I, on. I would have been. I would have been pissed too. Like honestly, it's like he's trying so hard to be nice. Yes, he has green fur. He's he tried to, to because you were bullying him. Like yeah, I burned that bitch down too. Like I don't. I'm not blaming mm-hmm. him. Um, Jim Carrey gives it all for his performance. I read that it took him like eight hours to get into that makeup every day, and he did it for like a hundred days, and that was just torture. And then, um, the ending though with uh, the mayor's uh, fiance, she's like, "I never liked you. I actually really liked the Grinch," and he was like, "Oh." I want to know how Jim Carrey went to the bathroom in that makeup. <laughs> oh, he probably had to like. But every time he had they they probably had him like a t-shirt underneath the suit and something like so it was basically I'm assuming it was just I'm assuming it was just him in underwear and like a and like a white t-shirt underneath the suit and then so he just took the suit off to go use the bathroom or something I guess or they put they hooked him up to like a what do they call it a piss bag or whatever they give to people I guess but no, anyway pretty damn baggy. um anyway and then. The only thing I dislike about that movie is the Who's are a bunch of jerks, so I'm kind of like on the same side as the Grinch. Um, yeah, and also the... In his flashbacks to his childhood and even when they're adults, it's like, you see, you deserve to not have this stuff. He was just nice. And the mayor is a certified asshole. And um, God, he is the, it's a little bit more mean-spirited than you think, but overall, I think what elevates the movie is Jim Carrey's performance. He really gives it his all, and uh, the makeup's really good. The The... Production design is great. Like, oh, really? yeah. have you, have you, I don't know if you've been to the one in California. I know you've been to the one in Orlando. But on the Backlot Tour at Universal Studios in California, they have the, uh, the Whoville set that you can, like, drive past and see. So. Really? Pretty sure it's uh, right next to the Jaws uh, tank. I, I could be wrong, but. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then. I think. What might also be elevating the movie is just we saw it when we were kids. And, I mean, the message is pretty simple. You know, Christmas isn't about presents and things. It's about being with people and, you know, yeah. So. Who are dicks? Well, I think Cindy Lou who was trying to get the, the town to not be dicks. Yeah, yeah, she is literally the only saint in that movie. Even the mayor's yeah. wife. Like, I, I liked her at the end. But she was a certified trampoline. Well, even saint. even the friggin' school teacher who uh, shit on um, who shit on the Grinch when he uh, shaved his face or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. But what the hell? Anyway, he, he lifted up that tree and threw it for good reason. <laughs> anyway, um, and then I'm trying to think what else here. Uh, again, it came out when I was like four. I. 
I think it's just with the with the new Grinch, the new Grinch is just so it's colorful. And I guess I the Who's are less of less dickish this time, but there's no like the, soul. the the performance is so much better in the Jim Carrey version. So. There's no soul to it. That's the thing. It's not memorable. Like everyone can remember Jim Carrey's. I don't think anyone's gonna remember this animated piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Twenty years since Jim Carrey's came out, and everyone still remembers it. Yeah. Anyway, um, and that's not a rap on Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever he did what he was told. But I just thought that movie was. It's not terrible. It's just very mediocre. Yeah, it, it was. And it's narrated by friggin' um, who's the guy that did Happy Pharrell Williams? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that movie's nar- narrated by Pharrell Williams, which is, mm. anyway, um, but yeah, The Grinch number three, number two, we got uh, Elf, which came out two thousand three, I think. Yeah. My main man. So Will. it's about a baby who stows away in Santa's uh, bag. On Christmas Eve at an orphanage, he doesn't have parents or anything. Um, and they're like, "Where did he come from? We don't know. Let's just raise him as an elf." It's like, why wouldn't you just take him back or something or call t- whatever? Anyway, they don't know where he came from apparently. But I'm like, all right, but you know where every single house in the world is, but you can't figure out where you got this baby. Yeah, but anyway, um, and then. So he grows up and he realizes he's a human. So he goes to New York to try to find his dad, which I have a quick question for you, Alec. Do you prefer in terms of New York and Christmas time? Do you prefer Elf or do you prefer Home Alone 2? I have to say I want to say Elf. It just felt more realistic in Elf. Yeah. And and you did see some parts of it, but like honest to god, you would never see that many police cruisers as you did around the Pigeon Woman in New York. No, uh, yeah. they wouldn't waste that much, that many resources. Yeah. Now, if they're sending in, say, the um, Horse Patrol in Elf, I could see them doing that for you know this one mm-hmm. thing where it's a you know mm-hmm. the Central but, Park Patrol, whatever they called it. I could see them sending that in, but honest to God, sending like was it four or five cruisers? No. no well, and I think too, Elf is an original idea. Again, it's all about, you know, I mean, he goes to find his dad and he ends up going to the family and all that. So it's about family and all that good stuff. But, I mean, again, what really elevates that movie is Will Ferrell's performance because he just kind of gives it his all as a guy who just thinks he's an elf. And, yeah, Yeah, he's very earnest. He also, like, reignites the spark in um, in, uh, in the family. Mm -hmm. Well, and, like... They didn't really care because the dad was all up in his publishing business. And mm-hmm. he was like, we gave you up and, you know, we don't know you, blah, blah, blah. And they, well, he didn't like, know that uh, he, I did, he didn't know that he existed because the girl that he got pregnant, she died and gave him up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But like, it's like, what am I trying to say? It's the earnest, earnesty, I guess is the word, earnestness, whatever, of Will mm-hmm. Ferrell's character, like, Oh my God! You did it! You found the the world's best cup of coffee. Congratulations, or whatever. And then you're not Santa. You sit on a throne of lies. It's just, you know, he's got he acts like a kid, but he doesn't do it in like an annoying way. He does it in like an earnest way, which is yeah. like you know he respects the fact that, you know, he's not like kids actually have some intelligence, but they're very you know naive, I guess. Hmm. So, but if that makes sense. 
Perfect sense yeah. Yeah, and then he's learning how to be human too by eating not just candy all the time and, and spaghetti with maple syrup and And then he like finds you know he try he goes on a date with a blonde pre brunette Zoe Deschanel and um Yeah. Very bomb back in the day. And then you got Ed Asner is Santa and yeah, it's a again, a wholesome movie. Who played his dad? I forget. Uh, the guy from The Godfather, uh, mm. James something. James something. See, I can't remember his name either. Well, look at your Godfather VHS you have there. James Kahn. James Kahn. Also, just in case, yeah, I do have all three Godfathers right there. Alright, I, I didn't get to look, but Remember still. the family guy? I did not care for The Godfather. Robert Duvall! Right, it's like, I, I, what language are they speaking? The language they're speaking is one of subtlety, Peter. They're speaking Italian. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Such a funny fucking scene. Because they acknowledged Stewie was talking and they didn't even care. <laughs> I, I can't get, I can't even finish it. I get to the scene where all, they're all sitting in the, what, you, how do you know you don't like it if you can't, if you haven't even finished it? I gotta... You give it a, a chance. See, I agree with Stewie. It's like, wait, the baby's talking, just no, <laughs> give a shit. Anyway, um... But Elf is really good. Um, number one. Okay, so before we talk about number one, honorable mentions: Christmas with the Cranks. It's got an interesting premise. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, more mean spirited. If it were me, I would tell my neighbors to fuck off, as I was, you know, not wanting to do Christmas stuff this year. Um, and also, if when the daughter comes back, I would just be like, "Look, we didn't know you were going to be here. We were going to go do our own thing. So fuck you if you don't. If you get all super upset because you're not the same family Christmas." Uh, the Tim Allen again. Yeah, and uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it. I'm actually, I have it on the TV right now. It's paused. And I see Dan Aykroyd's fat face, but anyway. And okay, then, so that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway. And then, uh, what else we got? Scrooged. You ever see that, Bill Murray? It's like an 80s, it's an 80s update of A Christmas Carol, um, and it's got Bill Murray, and yeah, I mean, it is, it is what it is. It's Christmas Carol with Bill Murray set in the 80s, and it's it's a little funny. So, um, um, four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. It's actually decent. I mean, it is what it is. It's, okay. yeah. I've never seen. I saw it when it came out in like 2008, I think it was, it was, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, okay. kind of just, again, family, that whole thing. I think it's, I don't know if they're married or they're engaged or something or, but they're going to all. Both of their parents are divorced. They're going to all their families on Christmas. I, yeah. Um, what else? We talked about that. Harold, have you seen Harold and Kumar uh, Christmas? I don't think I've seen that one. All I'll say about Harold and Kumar Christmas is it. Um, <laughs> it I saw it in 3D, and I love that I saw it in 3D because there's a lot of shit in that movie that make it great to see in 3D. So. Well, I believe you. I'll have to watch that at some point. I think I have it. Um, I need to watch it. Um, I can do it. Thank you, buddy. And then, number one, Alec, would you like to do the? All right, uh, to quote the movie, drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Excuse me. Probably my favorite. Uh, well, one of my favorite Christmas movies. I watch it every year, and it is a Christmas vacation. It is my family's tradition. After Thanksgiving dinner, we watch it to ring in the new to ring in the Christmas season. It is literally the most traditional Christmas. I think everybody and their mother has seen a Christmas vacation movie. I 
love Christmas Vacation. It's one of those, it's like, it's got a good heart. He just wants to have a family Christmas. But at the same time, it's really funny. Like, you get, she wrapped her damn cat, and um, Grace died 30 years ago. The blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag. But then you get, like, where are you going to fit a tree that size? Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> and then... It's, I, I I love I love uh, the brother uh, was it Buck was that the brother who looked no, in the RV with the kid no that's that's cousin Eddie oh that's right it's Eddie oh my god and then his wife his poor wife the the turkey scene that was <laughs> gross she me overcooked the turkey not gonna lie the turkey scene where they cut it open that kind of grossed me out as a kid not same gonna lie. it still grosses me out as an adult <laughs> and then. Uh, a pre-Big Bang Theory, John and Galecki is uh, Rusty, and um, Juliet Lewis is what's her face? Uh, what's what's the daughter's name in the friggin' movie? Rusty and Audrey, is it? Audrey, it's yeah. Audrey. Um, in my opinion, it was the last good Vacation movie because I have not seen Vegas Vacation and the new Vacation movie. No matter how much anyone wants to tell me, it sucks balls, and I hate it. <laughs> not see the new one. I watched it. They were just trying to go to... to they were just uh, trying to be dicks for the sense of comedy. I hate that movie, and I wish it was never and, made. And, and, but at the end, they try and throw in the nostalgia factor of, hey, guess what, Rust? We have a, uh, a present for you, and it's the fucking station wagon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, no. no. Fuck that movie, and fuck the directors of that movie because they made it all I think they wrote it too it, it was too mean spirited and shit this is like the perfect balance of like it's not mean spirited and it's not um what's the word it's not mean spirited but it's also not like kitty I guess for kids you know like there's the scene where he's talking to the lingerie model woman or whatever and um, he's trying to he's trying to I need it for my wife <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can't even see the line, can you, Russ? <laughs> and then um, it's like, oh, well, it is the season to be married, right? Well, that's my name. No shit. <laughs> but anyway, it's um, – and then at the I think the ending is, like, one of my favorites because he kidnaps the guy, and, and then he's like, yeah. Oh, rant, he's, saying that he could take, he's like, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? And, and then um, – And he just chugs the eggnog. It's good. It's good. And then – and the fucking cops show up and then the neighbor who was like, if you want back into this house, you're going to have to break down the goddamn door. And the SWAT team kicks it in. That was, that was pre-Seinfeld, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Or was that right as Seinfeld started? When did Seinfeld start? Was it 88 or 89? It was 88. Okay, so that no, was after. 89, 89, 89. So it was probably right around the time that Seinfeld started. But. Yeah, I... Uh, I love that movie. It's a good one. It's... It's still it's up there for me just because, like I said, every year since I was a child, my mom had turned it on, and I watched it every year, and I have since probably two thousand six. Like I said, it's a it's about spending time with your family at Christmas. It's not about the gifts. It's because everything goes wrong in that movie. You know, you get the the crappy dinner. You get uh, the gifts are all burned because the tree gets burned, and um, uh, you, you also get the uh, the bonus where he was supposed to get the Christmas bonus and everyone mm-hmm. the street. he got a what was it like a, a, a it's the 12 month membership to the jelly of the month club hey man that's get, the gift that keeps on giving all year round god but, and then I like how the cops just immediately as soon as they heard that he screwed him out of the bonus he just was about to side with them he's like I would have done the same thing you jerk 
But. Yeah, and he was like, you know what? You're right. Add five percent, whatever. No, he said twenty percent. I just watched. Yeah, I just watched the movie, so I'm not trying to like be a dick and correct you. But anyway, that was a good movie. I I think it's great. I think it's great for Christmas. It's I mean, kids can watch it. It's not like overly adult. I think adults can still get a kick out of it. And yeah, I will say though, my favorite joke in that entire movie uh, was. Sorry, this is our first kidnapping. <laughs> I love, um, I'm trying to think what my favorite part. I think my favorite part is, the, um, it's like, we want you to say the blessing. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the flag. God. Anyway. Well, there you have it. Uh, the dudes who like movies, our favorite Christmas movies. I don't think we did this last year, right? Because we did a Star Wars thing. Yes, we did Star Wars. Can I, can I just also point out that it has been a year almost since I've been to a movie theater and seen a film. Me as well. It was the last one I saw was Rise of Skywalker. Same here. I think I can't re- I'm pretty sure it was before the new year. Yeah. My, I took my mom to go see it for the, cause it was my second time. I saw it the first time with Emily. Then the second time I saw it with my mom. And I think that was the last time before like the pandemic and everything. I had a free ticket. So I went and got to see it. Yeah. It, we're not going to talk about Star Wars, but, um, yeah, I mean this year, H so, I guess we can also talk about the fact that HBO Max is going to premiere a bunch of Warner Brothers movies next year. Like, all their... Because, like, I'm yeah, actually a fan of that because my bro- I, I have HBO Max, but... Well, the other thing is, like, I, I, I just saw today, because the hospital was telling me that the vaccines are going to start rolling on Monday, just in case that no one knew. Oh, I didn't know that. This podcast a little bit, but yeah. as of December 2020... Uh, what's today, the 11th? Today, the 11th? Yes. 12th? Today's the 12th? 12th? Yes, it is. So, the 14th of December 2020, the COVID-19 vaccines are supposed to roll out. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand why they're just like, you know, we're just going to put everything for the next year on to... Onto, uh, well, HBO and, uh, and did you hear too? Like all the all the friggin' Star Wars and all the friggin' Marvel projects that are coming out. Fuck right off. What? Star Wars can fuck right off right now. Because let me let me send you a picture. I know. I think I did send it to you. The oh, so you like the Mandalorian, huh? And it's just all the different. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna milk everything till it's dry, and then they're like, oh yeah. By the way, uh, oh same thing with the Marvel movies. By the way. The new movies, unless you have Disney Plus and watch the um, the tie-ins, you're not going to understand the context of these. Mm-hmm. Well, you dicks. It is what um, it is, but you know, I think it's okay that because it's not like they're ex- premiering exclusively on HBO Max. It's going to be in theaters as well as HBO Max. So true, but I just feel like me know, personally, I feel like if a brand new movie comes out on HBO Max, which uh, Soul comes out. On Disney Plus and Wonder Woman 1984 come out comes out on HBO Max on Christmas. I'm gonna see them. Right. Yeah, I, I don't feel like going to a theater if I can watch it at home for free. So. Yeah, you can see it for free. Do it. But for me, I mean, I don't think I have HBO Max, so excuse me, I don't mind paying the 7.95 or 10 dollars, whatever the price mm-hmm. is. But, well, and that's the thing too is I think AMC is about to go out of business and Regal closed down all their theaters. I thought it was permanently, but no, it's temporarily. Yeah, it's supposed to be temporarily. They're supposed to get some sort of bailout, but uh, 
it's real shitty what's happening to the theaters, man. I mean, I care about movies. I do like going to the theaters, but I don't want to go to the theaters until it's absolutely safe to do so, you know? That's understandable. So... That's why I mean, for, for me, I'm stuck to drive-in. I mean, it's done me pretty good. I mean, yeah, go to drive-in. Support local drive-in theaters. A lot of them are un- independently owned. So. Especially if you live here near Winchester. Well, they closed the them. Place. They closed that one until March or April, right? Yeah. I think, it's, I think, it's, I think it was closed for the winter, yeah. They don't yeah. open it up until spring. But, you know, um, I'm just saying I'm okay with all these movies going straight to streaming because... One, I don't have to pay extra money to go out and see it. And two, it's not safe right now to go out and see movies. So, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. Anywho, um, thank you all for listening. This is our first live uh, episode of Dudes Who Like Movies. So I'm going to post it onto our uh, account that shares it to Spotify and all that crap. And then I'm also going to post it to our Facebook. So, yeah, if you've been listening this whole time, thank you for listening. Uh, Alec, any parting words or any movies you've seen recently you want to recommend? Anything I've seen recently that I want to recommend? Um, let me think. I did actually... I've been watching The Mandalorian and, and liking it a whole lot, so just going to say that. Let me see. If you would like... Uh, how do I flip this camera? Well, well, okay. I can't, I can't figure that out. Here, but anyway, let's try to get I this have, done in like a minute or two. I have... This this recommendation is Jim from the nineties. Leon the Professional. Highly recommended. Highly you know what's movie. You know what's yeah. funny is we just watched uh, Natalie Portman's best performance ever as Padme in the prequels. I watched that the other day. At the, the best movies ever. I don't understand why everyone shits on. Episode three is unironically unironically one of the best Star Wars movies, so it, it is, it really is. It's not because of the jokes. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, anywho. But anywho, yeah. yeah, I recommend that or um, Sing Street if you're into it. Great movie. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. You know, I wanted to end the episode. I just want to say this real quick. Just see um, how they're bringing back the Spider-Man for all the Spider the new Spider-Man movie. It's going to be like the, the multiverse movie, the Spider-Verse. No, I, I, I thought that was uh, only an internet rumor. They actually no, I'm, all the, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Andrew Garfield is confirmed. Uh, they're talking with Tobey Maguire. I thought he went to a costume Ooh. fitting. Um, Bring my man back. Bring the Tobey Maguire, the best. I know they brought the new, the original Doc Ock, and I am happy. Yeah, that. so that's confirmed, and they got Jamie Fox that's as cool. yeah. So. That made me happy. Anyway, on that positive note, thank you all hey. for watching. Toby's the best Spider-Man. Take care.